the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, Firing Line fans and patriots. This is Rick Travis, Director of Development with the California Rifle Pistol Association, filling in for the great hunter, the wisest man in the Second Amendment in the Inland Empire, the great Phil Naiman. And today we're happy to have Chad Bianco, the Sheriff of Riverside, here in studio with us at Rahagas, where we're going to be talking to him about a whole host of things. Welcome, Chad. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Good. So... Back in the uh, 2016s is when you and I first met, and you were running for a sheriff um, against the incumbent, Stan Sniff, who had been the sheriff for a period of time. And uh, in fairness to everybody out here in the audience, I had started, um, as we talked earlier, working at the sheriff's department, not as a paid staff, but as an explorer, just helping out like a lot of young men and women do in the program, and got to be under Ben Clark, um, who to me became, as we discussed, kind of the the standard of what a sheriff should be in California. Just an incredible individual. And I got to tell you, since 1980, when I met the man to the present, you by far stand out as the closest thing to him. And I appreciate that. And uh, the first question is going to sound kind of loaded coming from Kevin and I because we were excited to have you on today. But back in 2016, there was a complaint that was going on where the sitting sheriff at the time was saying, hey, this is the only amount of CCWs we could process. Like of a lot of other sheriffs up and down the state, it seemed to be a very slow, not totally understood draconian process. And one of the things you came and said was, oh, Rick, if I get elected, I'm going to blow that whole thing up. And I got to be honest, I was a bit skeptical because you've been told that over and over and over. Um, and uh, Kevin and I were like, well, we hope this guy gets in and let's see what he does. And for the record, uh, yeah, I'm going to let you brag about how much it's blown up, but I also work with sheriff's departments, as you know, up and down the state and work with uh, Sheriff Tom Ferrar up in Solano County to put on the annual CCW conference that's just for sheriff's CCW uh, work groups, because um, you guys all have different names for them. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just call them work groups. And I know uh, Corporal Searle, first year out, became the coordinator of the year which speaks volumes because you got people like Sheriff Mims with Fresno County. You have uh, people like Sheriff D'Agostini out of El Dorado. Uh, next door, my own sheriff where I live, Sheriff Barnes in Orange County, who all do a phenomenal job of issuing CCWs to their populations. How did you catch up so quick, so fast, when for four or five sheriffs in a row we were told impossible, which never seemed right, but... Yeah, well, you know, j- just as you say it like that, I mean, that's a, I'm a very competitive person, and uh, tell me I can't do something, and I'll show you that I can. Uh, when I when I came into office and in, in everything in our department, I said no is never an option. No is never the answer because no just usually means I don't want to. And uh, we don't say no. We try and figure out how we can do it, how we can fix something, how we can make it work. And this was uh, – CCWs was a, was a big thing for me 
for a long time. I, I mean, it's it's been my life. I mean, I guns and I mean, I I know that guns aren't the problem. People are the problem, and guns will never be the problem. But with our CCW unit and with what we were issuing, and you look at the size of our county, and you know, at one point several years ago, we had 500 CCW permits, and we've got two and a half million people. Uh, when I started running, then all of a sudden it became an issue because I was calling out the last sheriff for his inconsistent statements. His, you know, lie is a big word, but misinformation and dishonesty is the same thing. And uh, we, the residents of Riverside County and, and you and your organization, they were being misled. And unfortunately, it was, it, it was, it was a, a one person's opinion and one person's agenda, and he controlled that unit. And I, I said all along that I would fix it, that I would streamline the process, that I would make sure that we were taking care of the residents of Riverside County. And... It was a fabricated number. It was a fabricated process. We had a wait time of over two years, and that, that's just unacceptable. It doesn't take that long to do a background. It doesn't take that long to fill out information. And I'm the, I'm the fourth largest sheriff in the country, fourth largest department in the country. And to say that I only have two people that I can assign to do CCWs is it's dishonest. It's um, it's disingenuous, and it was not doing a service to the residents of Riverside County. We were supposed to be serving them, and that was a it's a big need. You know, it's a right. big need. Uh, when I took over during the election, we went from like he, there was about twelve hundred permits that he was able to increase it in, in three years in the in the two years that that we were that I was running against him, and he got up around three thousand thirty four hundred because he was trying to prove me wrong, and he was trying to say, "Oh no, I really do the right thing," right. when we all know that he wasn't. Um, right now, we're sitting at about sixteen thousand, right. and that's in uh, in less than three years, and it's the it's the same people in there working. Um, I have one person, Corporal Searle. That uh, that is that is running that unit, and he has uh, several uh, volunteers that are that are tap members, that retired guys, investigators that are coming back in to work it, and there's a need. So we we have sixteen thousand permits right now, but right now today there are over two thousand pending. So there is an unbelievable need and a desire for residents in Riverside County to have this, and it's my responsibility to provide that to them and uh we're we're going anywhere depending on you and how fast you fill the process and how fast you upload your documents uh, we can get you done in probably six weeks wow and so from two years to six weeks um it it was it was the right thing to do it's what we should have been doing and it was something that i told you it's you just we just have to do it it's fabricated and when i took over and i talked to the to the guys that were in charge of the uh, that were running the unit uh, that were the workers that was their direction their direction was to tell people that they were busy and their direction was to only handle so many a day schedule those out two years in advance so people would be intimidated in applying so they you know it's like well if it's two years to to even apply i don't even want to do it and that was a way to keep those numbers down artificially and uh, that's just not what i believe in i believe that if you want a permit and you're not prevented from having one, you should have one. And I want to thank you for that. But one of the things that Kevin and I have talked about in the past is you have all these people now that have permits. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know, we fight at CRPA all the time the opposition of, 
oh, well, mom's a demand action, every town, and the list goes on, of we're going to have shootouts in the OK Corral, you're arming criminals to go in, all this stuff. I know for a fact the process is very strenuous to go through this. It's not an easy thing. Um, you know, it's, it's, this isn't the same thing as getting a, a Costco card, which a lot of people try to make it on the opposition. Right. Like, has there been like, oh, I wished I wouldn't have done that because people went off the deep end? No, there hasn't. And if there had been across the country, we would. You don't think we would know about it? Right. So all we get is the misinformation that the oh my gosh, it's everybody's going to shoot it. It's the wild, wild west. That isn't the case. That and it never will be the case. Law-abiding citizens want the ability to carry guns. They're law-abiding citizens, and that's all we give them to. Uh, a criminal is not going to come ask the sheriff for permission to carry a gun. They just do it anyway. Law-abiding citizens are not going to carry a gun because it's against the law unless they get permission. So when they come to me, they ask permission. They give up all their information. We do background checks. If they're not prevented, they get one. And we've had several that have stopped crimes in Riverside County. CCW permit holders have stopped crimes, whether they were out in public or whether they were at their home in their neighborhood, but we've had several. Uh, they did not result in fatalities. They result in the, in the crime being stopped. Uh, no one had to fire a weapon. And uh, if, if it was the other, and you didn't hear about those either. The press wouldn't report those. We, we put press releases out, but it never gets forwarded. And if there was anything negative, we would hear about it. There's not. And I, I, I don't want to say there never will be because there's always those one-offs. But law-abiding citizens don't commit crimes. Yeah, I mean, the, the, if you want to go do your own research, I know we were talking before, and that is something that we should encourage everybody to do. It is out there. Uh, we've known the, the CDC for years puts out numbers basically on average uh, 500,000 to 3 million nationwide uh, crimes, a lot of those potentially life-threatening, right, uh, that are stopped with defensive uh, handgun uses. So, I mean, this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. What, what's most important to me, um, and I think to a lot of other people, is just understanding that the work is, is being done now, right? And I, I think that that's a, a, a thing that we should be appreciative for. Um, you know, you said you were going to do something, and you did it. And I think that's something that we didn't have for a long time. Talking about resources when you when you have them but aren't using them uh, isn't isn't necessarily the best way to go. We'll continue this conversation engagement here on Firing Line Radio in the next segment. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Landing and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM 590, The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, 
Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Hope you're having a great day out there. And I hope you're heading over to Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside, California. Now, Vince has been a longtime sponsor of this show. And as a matter of fact, a lot of events going on there. Vince has always got something for sale, on sale, and some great prices. So check him out at bullseyesport.com. He's between Arlington and Central off of Brockton. Uh, 951-823-0211, bullseyesport.com for their website. They're even on Instagram, and uh, they do a lot of deals. Always some good stuff coming in. I know he's got a bunch of Glocks on their way. I just saw that the other day, and some other very special things. So bullseyesports.com, bullseyesport.com. And uh, if I haven't said it before, 951-823-0211. Welcome back to Fine Line Radio. I'm your guest host, Rick Travis, Director of Development at California Rifle and Pistol Association. With me today, of course, is Kevin Small, our Advocacy and Outreach Manager, and Sheriff Chad Bianco of Riverside County. Continued discussion on CCWs. In the last segment, Kevin, you brought up, you know, using those resources, which we've got to watch Sheriff Bianco um, from the outside and standing next to him do. One of the questions I still have that is interesting to me um, you know, Orange County, which is one of the bigger counties as far as terms of issuing, we don't have that much rural property left in Orange County. I don't know if you've noticed. We've kind of like, it's one just big city. Um, but Riverside County, you have very condensed population centers, like in Palm Spring, the city of Riverside, Corona, et cetera. And then you have areas that are almost nomadic because it's so spread out. And one of the arguments that I know, um, and not that we were arguing as the actual term of an argument, a point being made uh, when I met with uh, former Sheriff Sandra Hutchins out of Orange County was the talk about she saw CCWs not just for the people while they were in the county, but when they left the county. And, you know, as you know, I hunt and uh, provide food for my family. And, you know, one of the things that she talked to me about was she never wanted to see something happen to somebody when they were traveling throughout the state and elsewhere because she said, I can't be in your, you know, next to you to protect you. So, how much does that figure in? And the, the follow-up question to that I know that we've had was, what is the attitude of the average, um, in your case, deputy or worker within the department towards people having CCWs? Yeah, the, uh, you know, the, the CCW is, as you know, is good in the state. So uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people that believe that it's only good for the county that it's issued in. And it's a state permit issued by the county sheriff or, or a police, off, uh, police chief. But it's a state permit. So you are authorized to carry anywhere in the state and protect yourself, however that you know, turns out. So mm-hmm. I agree with Sandra. Uh, she was a fantastic sheriff. 
I, I agree with what she with her comments on that and her opinion on that. I, I certainly feel the same way. Uh, I wish that uh, California was more reciprocal with other states, so they would do the same thing. Right. Uh, because just just because you go across into Nevada or into Arizona or wherever you go when you leave the state doesn't mean that you change the type of person that you are right. or that you come across any less danger. Right. So uh, you, you you still didn't lose that right of being able to protect yourself. Uh, so it, it's unfortunate. Hopefully we we eventually work to getting that fixed. Um, the the deputies. I'll tell you when I when I was a deputy, uh, and the way we train deputies, we train to um, to teach the deputies when they're approaching anyone, you have to assume that they're armed because if you don't, then you're going to be surprised, and and that's you know a lot of times that's how we get killed, and uh, we see on video that man that was just poor officer safety, and why were they treating him that way? But you always treat someone like they're armed. So when I would come up to say a vehicle stop. And someone, you know, I, I would assume that everyone in that car is armed and I would be very, very alarmed or, or alert. Mm-hmm. And when you approach the driver and the driver says, I'm a CCW holder, I have a gun. And it's like, OK, thank you. Just don't reach for it. Right. Now I know there's one in there. There's no there's nothing in me now that should be worried because right. he just told me or she told me that it's in there. And when a law abiding citizen tells you, hey, I have a gun please don't you know do anything i have a permit for it there really is absolutely nothing to worry about now about that person so i know that that most if not all of my deputies feel the exact same way we come in con- in contact with people all the time with guns just because they have a gun doesn't mean they're a bad person mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're breaking the law and doesn't mean they're going to use it against you so anyone, when we come across ccw permit holders and obviously it's more common now right. uh, you know we have we have a lot more that are out and about uh there there's no alarm from the deputies there's no concern from the deputies they they like knowing because that that breaks that unknown if they know it's there and they're telling you that you're probably pretty safe you know one of the other things that we've talked about is obviously the job of the sheriff there's a lot of administrative work there's a lot of uh you know complications like in trying to write some things like you have the ccw program but you know, you and I off uh, radio and camera have been able to talk many times about some of the other things you do. Of course, like I said earlier in this program, I came up through your Explore program, um, actually Sheriff Clark's, but that's something. How have you kept all these different resource-type programs going at a time where defunding, uh, let's just call it the pandemic mm-hmm. mania, everything else? I mean, you have arguably had some of the biggest challenges in the department's history. Yeah, you know, we we never anticipated when I, what was going to happen in the end of nineteen and twenty, and and now continuing into twenty one, and the the regulations and the restrictions and the rules that are, were going to be imposed upon us by governments. And when I took over, um, our reserve program was non-existent. the The last administration did away with it. I mean, it, we got rid of all of our reserves and we didn't train them like we should and we forced them out. And our volunteers, we made it so arduous for them to even apply, no one was volunteering. Mm-hmm. And we we changed that. And we were we were going full speed ahead and everything got shut down because of COVID. So um, we are, we have a very good explorer program that you're fully aware of, and uh, the benefits and the, uh, the 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 things that that gives to kids. Oh, yep. 
and uh, we were unfortunately shut down a little bit by them, uh, by the by the administrators of that. It, it's controlled by the Boy Scouts, mm-hmm. and, and they had their rules that we had to abide by with allowing the kids to come together and everything else. And so it was we, – we did our best to keep them going. We did increase in numbers during COVID. Uh, we had to really work hard to to make sure they were safe and cared for and separated and right. <laughs> those types of things. But it really has put a, a, a damper on our reserve program and our explorer program and our ex- – ex- especially our volunteer program because the the volunteers aren't coming in and uh we're having to stop the the extra traffic going into the stations just to keep make sure the deputies are not coming down with covid things like that so we're doing everything that we can to make it work despite covid and in the last year and a half and we are increasing i wish it was bigger i wish i could say we did exactly what i wanted by making it these grand programs right. but eventually we'll get there we that's our mission and as soon as we can get through these restrictions we'll, we'll make it happen well i think one of the things that everybody needs to understand for any sheriff those programs be it explorers are an incredible resource that departments that are pretty wise can use for traffic control and things like that as a force multiplier so they don't have to have as many traffic officers at a particular scene oh, yes. yeah in your reserves and your volunteers are force multipliers so it's not just the people in those programs that are being hurt, but it's the people in the county aren't being served as well as they could be because of these shutdowns. In the next segment, one of the things that I know Kevin has been quiet on this one, but he's going to be probably much more vocal, is we want to talk about um, the attack that you've been under leading up to this next election. We want to talk about your stance against some of the powers that have tried some, what we would both agree, I think, are draconian practices against the people and their constitutional rights and really break down the whole idea of that as a sheriff, all of us need to understand you are last line of defense for the Constitution. City councils aren't upheld to that. Nobody's upheld to that. And I really want to take some time and kind of unpack that so people really understand what you're doing for because you are the single person for, like you said, one of the largest counties in the fourth largest area that's holding that line. We'll be right back here on Firing Line Radio. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Landing and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. 
Or if you'd like to inquire into the one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Welcome back to Fine Line Radio. I'm Rick Travis, the Director of Development for the California Rifle Pistol Association, filling in for Phil Naiman, who's out exercising his Second Amendment right, and I am so jealous. And with me today is also Kevin Small, the Avaskian Outreach Manager at California Rifle Pistol Association, and our good friend and the Sheriff of Riverside County, Chad Bianco. Um, in the last segment, we were talking about some things that we wanted to unpack, and one of those is you are the constitutional, like, everything for the county of Riverside. Um, that position has an incredible responsibility that I don't take lightly. And you've been under attack. And uh, I know Kevin's going to get a little bit more aggressive in this part of the segment. So I'll just kick it open with you guys. Um, you know, I, I'll just be totally frank. I do not trust anything that comes out of the majority of newspapers in your county sheriff. I kind of look at, uh, you know, to be quite honest, uh, Phil's probably going to clap when I say this, but um, I never thought I'd live to see today that Pravda had a home office um, here in the United States, but obviously the Press Enterprise is the equivalent of Pravda during the Soviet Union. And for those of you who don't get the reference, that was the national newspaper that lied to the people of the Soviets all the time. They have come after you because of something that happened in the mid-2010s, uh, like I think around 2014, I think was the time period. And there was a group that was showing up at lots of gun shows, lots of fairs, places where there were no firearms, called Oath Keepers. And the appeal at that time from Oath Keepers was to anybody that was former law enforcement, former fire service, former EMS, or current in those positions, uh, active duty military, veterans, with the concept that all those people, men and women, take an oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign domestic. And it's an oath that a lot of people that don't take it don't realize it has no time limit until you die. I mean, that's basically the time limit. I'm gone. And, and so their appeal was, did you believe in America enough that you would stand on that oath that you took, or were you just saying words? And so a lot of us, me included, I'll go on and say it, I signed and said, yeah, I would totally. I still do. I do it every day in the job that I'm in. And Kevin and I talk about that. And that has somehow been twisted into... Because allegedly, and I'm going to say it because nothing's been proven, there was an individual or a couple of individuals that happened to have also signed that document along with millions of other American citizens. And now they're trying to tie them to terrorism, and therefore you must be a supporter of that, if not one yourself, which is to me just a lie and reprehensible. Yeah. You know, the, Kevin and I, we were talking earlier about the, you know, lie. And the word lie and, and that, we're, that we're being lied to so often. And uh, lie is a big word and we're afraid of that because it's, it has this terrible connotation. You don't want to be called a liar. Uh, but when you say misinformation or when you say dishonest, somehow that's, a, that's acceptable. If you're being dishonest, that's acceptable. And I, I read a poll 
uh, it was a little while ago, it was last year, that the majority of voters believe that politicians are dishonest, and that's okay. How is that okay? They're, we're, we have, we're, they're liars. And we are unfortunately right now being um, forced a lot of information from media, from social media, from print, from TV, from uh, our, our phones, uh, from our apps, that they want you to believe their agenda. They want you to believe something that isn't necessarily true. And what I will tell you that is true about um, Oath Keepers is if you read the website, if you go on their website, don't go on Wikipedia. That, that's not a real definition. Uh, that's not a real information site. If you go on their website, which I, I'm sure I did in 2014 and, uh, or saw them in, in some, some type of gun fair or, right. or something, when you look at the information, when I, when I began in 1993, I raised my hand and I swore an oath to defend the Constitution of the U.S. and of California against all enemies foreign and domestic. Same oath as a military, same oath as the president, same oath as the governor, same oath as every politician that we have. I didn't swear an oath to a person. I didn't swear an oath to a government. I didn't swear an oath to uh, an entity, a political ideology, nothing. It was to this country, and what makes it great is our Constitution. And when you read their website, when it talks about what it talks about, and I I mentioned, Kevin, to to you to this earlier, if you go on the ACLU's website and you look at the about section about what they're about, it's relatively the same thing that the Oath Keepers website says. And they're supposedly supposed to be for constitutional rights of everyone. Yeah, I mean, I think it's best to understand that this is typical media low-hanging fruit, right? Something bad happened. I, I don't... I don't know too many people uh, who would refer to the incident at, at, in, uh, on January 6th as something that wasn't bad, right? So then they connect some affiliated group to that, which may mean one person who was a member of the Oath Keepers may have been there. So then they can attribute blame to every single person. I think the fact of the matter is, is we want our politicians to uphold the Constitution. We want people to keep that oath and i i think it's extremely disingenuous by the media although that's not saying much these days because it happens all the time uh, i think we're all aware of that uh to to kind of spin it this way but we too often you know sit in these very chairs and talk about how our politicians are breaking their oaths fact of the matter is is i want you to uphold our constitution because rick was right you are the last line of defense here and you know there there's a lot of uh you know grumbling uh, within you know the 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 conservative market these days because there's not enough action um, and I, I think that we're seeing action in Riverside and I, I just want to say I'm actually very appreciative of it um, that is exactly what needs to happen but to try and attribute blame to somebody in California for something that happened in D.C. is is completely like you said it's a lie it's it's dishonest. And the fact of the matter, and, and so, so I'm just curious, you know, you've already kind of said, um, you know, it is your purpose to uphold that Constitution. Um, you know, holding that in high regard, you know, you got to continue and move forward with that, right? That's not something that you can just change. Absolutely. So, so with, with that, you know, the big picture surrounding this whole thing and the, 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 the issue with them trying to uh, somehow discredit me for my 2014 $40 membership of the Oath Keepers. Uh, I am unbelievably proud of the oath I took. 
I know the importance. I know the significance. And I will, till my dying breath, I will uphold the, our Constitution and the rights of every single citizen out there uh, that our Constitution guarantees to. And uh, it, it, it unfortunately... I mean, you you don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. You don't want to be, you know, the guy that you know that or gal that is just scares everybody with their thoughts and their statements. But in the end, the Constitution protects against government. The Constitution protects its citizens from government. And it's funny that the current government is who's upset with me. They're they're upset with me because of their agenda. I'm not supporting their agenda. That's not my role. My role is to support the Constitution. I'm proud of that. I will always continue to do that. Uh, there was a, a very well-esteemed um, attorney that ran the Bar Association for Riverside County. He retired, uh, but he or he's no longer the president. But he wrote an article last year before COVID really took in, came into effect. And uh, it may have even been in 2018, beginning of 2019. And it was about the oath, and it was that people have forgotten what the oath is, and he wanted my opinion. He interviewed me for what the oath meant to me, and it was interesting that this was going on back then, and we, some attorneys, we have, we obviously have different political ideologies in the way we think, but we're talking about the oath. We aren't talking about political ideologies. We're talking about an oath, and what does it mean to you, and, and are you going to respect it, and are you going to honor that? And I'm, I'm very proud of it. And so I will. I, them, them income, them, you say low-hanging fruit. They're making it a big deal because I'm very vocal against things that I think are wrong, that are, that are against the rights of Americans. And so they have to discredit me. They have to come at me. If, if they're coming at me because of my oath to the Constitution, well, they, they got a good fight on their hands because I'm not backing down. I'm certainly not going to be bullied by them into saying that I did something wrong. I didn't. I had nothing to do with that. Uh, you know, it's interesting. We have politicians that commit crimes all the time. We have politicians <laughs> that, that, that should be in prison, that are in prison, but they don't want to be labeled like that. We don't want to say all politicians are criminals, but they want to say that because a couple people were supposedly associated with this group – everyone associated with it is uh, I think that the majority of Americans see through that they see what it is and I don't think it's the big deal that the that the left the the extreme left is trying to push uh, with my membership in that organization that was in 2014 uh, I haven't done anything since I actually even forgot about it I had to search through emails when I started getting questioned about it to make sure because I originally said no I'm not a member of the Oath Keepers <laughs> but um, I certainly agree with that oath and abide by that oath and I'm proud of it well that's really all that we could ask for yeah I think one of the things that all of us have to start looking at is going into the, the 22 elections which um, both of us have talked about on a previous program. wasn't supposed to start till February, as you know, but evidently those rules don't apply anymore because it's already moving very quick. Uh, we want people to understand that you know your sheriff election is probably arguably one of the most important, if not the most important, local official that you will ever vote for. And next would be the judges right behind it. And yet, too many of us do not think about that. So we're going to encourage you. Um, moving on to you know June and obviously into November, support your local sheriffs, including people like Sheriff Bianco here, because they are fighting for your rights every day to make sure you can exercise not just your Second Amendment rights, but all your constitutional rights. 
We'll be right back for the final segment here with Chad Bianco, Sheriff of Riverside County, here on Firing Line Radio. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man, yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. This is Rick Travis, your guest host here from the California Rifle Pistol Association, along with Kevin Small, our advocacy and outreach manager. In this final segment with Chad Bianco, the sheriff of Riverside County, we're going to move beyond CCWs and constitutional protections to talk about some other things that are going on here in the Golden State and nationwide that, again, it is your local sheriffs that are banding together to hold the line. And that line happens to come on illegal immigration. Uh, before we started the show, Sheriff Bianca, you and I were discussing, I mean, we obviously have good people from other countries trying to come here to the United States. There's a lot of good people. We also have some not so good people trying to snake across all of our borders. Um, we even have people like I've talked about that we deal with in with Fish and Wildlife and the CRPs work with them that are setting up illegal, uh, they're from the cartels, they're, they're armed, they're in military outfits, they use military methods, they you know, do punji traps and all sorts of stuff throughout California. I call that an invading force. Our governor tends to look the other way on that. Um, we could probably do a whole show on that alone. But um, tell me, how are you feeling? Because we had a wall and we had a system that was being built by the previous uh, presidential administration, and now we have a complete 180 free-for-all at the border. Is that impacting resources here in Riverside County? Is that causing issues? 
Uh, yes, it is. Thankfully, we're not uh, a, a border county, so we have counties that, that separate us from the actual U.S. border. But we are so close on both of them that we are impacted. Uh, we have border check stations that are in our county outside of their county that, you know, the, there's one coming into the country. There isn't one in San Diego County, but when you get into Riverside, then there is one. So we are impacted, and uh, it, it, there's a lot going on that we're having to deal with now. The county resources, not necessarily the sheriff's department, are, are being taxed uh, with those people coming across that are being brought in from Arizona and from San Diego that are being brought into Riverside County, and we are having to uh, take care of them or facilitate their movement through the rest of the country. Uh, so we, we are dealing with it. It's not as bad, thankfully, as, as what you would expect or what you would think. Uh, we're managing fine. Uh, for a law enforcement perspective, uh, we're having to deal with it on huge levels. And it's not so much the people that we're worried about. It's the crime that comes with it. It's the drugs. It's the human trafficking. It's the um, uh, the the cartel movement. I mean, all these people that are overwhelming the border. Border Patrol was taxed before. And we had a hard time keeping the the, the drugs especially from coming across the border. Now, it's I mean, they're 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 so occupied with these, you know, huge, just huge numbers of people coming across that are trying to get in. The the cartels are just it's just free reign. They're just bringing in the drugs. They're bringing in the weapons. They're bringing in uh, they're smuggling kids in girls in uh, men in for human trafficking, labor and human trafficking, sex. And uh, we're, we're really dealing with it uh, big time here. Our drug seizures are through the roof um, with no, no sign of it stopping. It's, it's getting worse. Our seizures are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more often. Uh, we have more guns that are here. Uh, we know that they're being smuggled in. We know that they're being brought in. And it's just something that we have to dedicate our resources to for that that take away from other things. I mean, we, we have a certain amount of people that I can deploy and I have to deploy them where it's best. And and right now, the dangers that we're seeing from the drugs and the human trafficking, that's that's where we have to put our resources. You know, you and I were talking just before this, and now I'm going to let you go come on a couple of these items. But one of them, I think people, when they hear drugs, it's like a lot of the words we, we've been talking about, like live versus misinformation. I think a lot of our public and those of you out there you know, driving or listening from home are thinking, oh, drug seizures. And we think more commonly... Unfortunately, marijuana, maybe if you're a little older, you think, oh, that could be cocaine or heroin. But you and I were talking about a horrific drug on the landscape called fentanyl. And if you could share just briefly with the audience how much you guys seized and what the possible toll had you not got to that seizure. Yeah, there was a a couple of weeks ago, there was a seizure here in Riverside County of of fentanyl. And the the dose of fentanyl is extremely small, the the usable, if you want to call it that. Uh, The overdose level is also extremely small. Uh, We have, just as a side note, we have had to issue all of our deputies uh, Narcan. Because we are coming across so many people that are unconscious and going to die should they not get that Narcan. So our deputies are having to issue kids Narcan, uh, even adults. And uh, we would be in the thousands, thousands of deaths from poisoning of of fentanyl. 
And recently we had a, a seizure in Riverside County. And, and when you break down that dose of what they, what they took, the, the overdosage to overdose could have, could have caused 51 million deaths. That's enormous. Yeah. That's enormous. And the, I mean, could, could it be used as a weapon? Absolutely it could. And we have to be concerned about that. People should be concerned about that. Our government should be concerned about that. And but they're quiet. Right now they're not. Yeah. It, it's, it's just something that that's one of those things, that, the misinformation, the disinformation, what they don't want you to know. They only want you to know what they tell you. And then we're not even sure if that's really accurate. Well, I think that this is really interesting because what you're talking about are consequences of illegal immigration. I think it's really unfortunate within the, the political sphere. This argument seems to be being made on two different pages. You have one side of the argument that's arguing the, the humanization of these people coming over. Um, and, and you have the other side saying, hey, look, there are some real consequences here. Uh, I'm really curious, you know. Being a county sheriff's department, is this something that you communicate with on with the state government or even the federal government? Um, and if not, are are you just basically you know there and and they have told you this is our policy? You're left to deal with it. Yes. Well, it's interesting because there's two fronts there. Um, our state government, they there is zero communication. They couldn't care less. They they couldn't care less. They've made California a sanctuary state. That it, they've made it illegal for me to even ask someone if they're here illegally or not. I can't. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, but I am a – because we are large, um, I am a member of the Major County Sheriff's Association of America, and we have a group of, uh, of sheriffs that are border committee that deal with uh, Homeland Security and uh, DHS and on a routine basis. And so we are discussing those, those issues and those problems that we are in dialogue with the government. Th- th- those individual agencies are great to work with. The unfortunate part is they're controlled by the administration, and so their hands are tied also. But yes, they know of our concerns. Yes, they know of the issues that we're dealing with, and it's it's just trying to navigate through an administration that, like California, doesn't necessarily care. They're painting it as a different picture. As members of the audience who, who tune in all the time to Firing Line Radio, we try to give everybody something that they can have as a takeaway um, that can help keep them and their families safer with all these issues coming up and with the politicization of everything that we say and do. What would you tell a listener in this last couple of minutes would be something that you would tell like a family friend, hey, you need to do this or be aware of this to protect you and your family? That's a, that's a good point. That's a good thought process. Uh, you know, where we are now, if there's one thing that came out of COVID that, that I think is a good thing or, or where we're going right now is that people became more aware of their surroundings. They became more aware of their neighbors. They became more aware of their neighborhoods. And they started talking with, with, their, with their neighbors where they really didn't know who they were, myself included. And um, I, I think that what that does is that it opens up that dialogue for those relationships to be able to protect each other. Mm-hmm. So now people know who their neighbors are. They know who belongs in that neighborhood, who's, which kids are supposed to become visiting other kids in the neighborhood. Right. And you can protect them. You can protect yourselves. Uh, I think that also the, with, the, with the political climate the way it is, is we're good people are good people. We don't want conflict we don't want 
uh, we don't want enemies. We, we, we just want to get along. We want to worry about ourselves, take care of ourselves, and, and just make things good. And I think we've been taken advantage of. So with us getting to know our neighbors now, paying more attention in our neighborhoods, and starting to speak up, I think that there's a, I think there's a big movement right now of people are saying enough is enough and we need to get control again. Uh, what I'm seeing is a lot of people becoming more serious about their political elections, about the consequences of not engaging, the consequences of I don't vote because my vote doesn't count. Well, it certainly doesn't count when there isn't one. Right. And I think people are realizing that now. So I think that the, what we really need to do is we need to start caring about our local elections. Judges are a huge one, a yep. huge yeah. election that nobody knows. Nobody knows which judge to vote for. Right. And uh, school boards. School boards are huge. Uh, even the local city elections. We need to get involved. We need to make our voices be heard. The silent majority has to become the vocal majority so we can, we can write these things. Couldn't agree more. And on that positive note, remember, as we always say at CRPA, there's only two votes, voting for what you believe in or voting for the other side. And not voting is voting for the other side because you gave them an advantage. We thank Phil for our opportunity to be on here, and we look forward to him coming back safely to all of us next week. Thank you here on Firing Line Radio. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor to the show, Sean Gibbs of Ask Defensive Training Company. They're in Redlands, California. They also sell guns and ammo. But the most important thing that they have for you here today is their training courses. Ask, kind of an interesting name. Why would you call it that for guns and ammo? Well, Ask stands for Attitude, Skills, and Knowledge. And that's what they focus on at Ask Defensive Training. Sean has basic courses for a first-time gun buyer. If you're not familiar with your firearm, you want to be able to use it safely, perfect place for that. He has also additional courses for defensive handgun, advanced handgun, and even learning how to shoot a firearm in low-light situations. Bring your mag light. So folks, check them out at askdefensive.com, A-S-K-defensive.com for a schedule of classes. He's got a great store in there too, so buy what you want, train what you want, askdefensive.com. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.